thanks for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts updated daily, pretty much all day, every day. You'll see updates over at AmericaOutloud.com. So if you've not done so already, please be sure to check it out and share the articles and podcasts on social media. We really do appreciate it. As I often say, we face the same social media censorship that many of you do. So when you share on social media, we appreciate it. And it does help out all the shows a great deal. Well, we've got a jam-packed show for you guys today, a ton to talk about with what's taken place in the news over the past week and a half or so. Uh, You look at the Supreme Court finally coming out, making some good decisions for the American people. President Trump uh, is the gift that keeps on giving because his Supreme Court did a fantastic job this past week canceling affirmative action, um, canceling biden's student loan debt forgiveness uh making the big decision in the web design case i mean they got it right every step of the way which was nice to see and a big change from what we've seen over the past couple of years where in my opinion they've made some pretty questionable rulings but i was really happy with the results of the past week and conservatives got some huge wins with these rulings Uh, You look at the end of affirmative action, which is something that a lot of Republicans have been pushing for for a long time. Uh, Certainly, I think it's a more fair-based system now that it is gone. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how things shake out with the colleges uh, and how they can kind of get around this, because I think they probably still will in a lot of cases. I don't think it's uh, over for black people. A lot of them have a doomsday mentality right now that without affirmative action, they won't be able to uh, succeed. But I'm holding out hope. I think uh, things will turn around for them. This is a great step. And I I still, like I said, I still think these colleges are going to find a way to get a lot of minorities in, perhaps boost uh, the admission price for other people. Uh, They'll find ways, trust me. And then you've got people like this Erica Marsh, at Erica Report on Twitter, who's a Biden field organizer. She's got over 150,000 followers. She tweeted after this event, Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty, she said. Well, she pretty much just said exactly what most Democrats believe. Uh, They act like they're the tolerant ones, but they like keeping the black people down so that they can rely on them and rely on their vote every four years. So uh, this is just the left trying to hit back uh, against the GOP for trying to basically get black people to lift themselves up by the bootstraps and uh, compete with everyone else on fair terms. And uh, that's exactly what the Supreme Court did. Rob, how are you doing this morning or tonight? And what are your thoughts on the Supreme Court decisions? Well, for a moment there, when you sat this morning, I'm like, is it day or is it night? (laughs) You threw me off guard there. I'm doing great, Andrew. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And I 
in Georgia opening. I want to be right off the bat, let everyone know that I'm suffering from a mild cold. Don't have yeah. COVID. And, you know, two years ago, if you had a cold, everyone was looking at you as if though you had COVID. Like, oh, no, you have COVID. Where's your mask? I don't have COVID. I have a mild cold. So every so often you might hear a cough or sneeze, or I might toss it to Andrew and say, hey, Andrew, I'm having a sneezing fit. Take it off. Uh, take it away. But other than that, I'm fine. And also, you'll probably notice that my voice is a little deeper. I like that. I like when my voice gets deeper. It's more meaningful. It's like I can get to the point. But that being said, as I was mentioning, your opening was great. Oh, one more thing I got to mention, Andrew. This past weekend, I went to our nation's capital. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) As I was tweeting you, Andrew, I know that I sent you some really nice pictures. I did not want to send you the doom and gloom that I saw. But trust me. There is a lot of doom and gloom at our nation's capital, especially Union Station. Mm. Uh, my family came up and we rented a car and we went to uh, D.C. And it's only about three and a half hours, I think, from uh, Manhattan. It was a rather enjoyable ride. We went down on an early Saturday. We thought the traffic was going to be horrible, but it wasn't. So that was interesting. We got there and uh, we parked the car, went to Union Station because everything is kind of like in close proximity. I'd gone like two years ago. and But Union Station is where the buses come in, the train tracks, Amtrak. Andrew, wow. I, I cannot believe that our nation's capital is in such dire straits. Oh, and by the way, I did not see the Black Lives Matter uh, pay of what they had painted on the uh, in front of the White House. Didn't see that. That was a good sign. Yeah. And actually, I didn't realize it until I was getting ready to leave. And I was like, wait, there's no sign here. So that was good because we know that was all marketing propaganda. But that wasn't there. But what was there is that as soon as we entered D.C., and I'm saying Washington, D.C., not Washington, the state, the District of Columbia, which is a federal territory, the doom and the gloom was all over. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And I'm going to wrap this into what Andrew was talking about, the Supreme Court rulings. I, I couldn't believe it, Andrew. Uh, this is our nation's capital. And the person in charge there, Muriel Browser, a woman, a Democrat, and a black mayor, you would have thought that I stepped back into the 70s with what I saw. People were walking around like zombies. The stench of marijuana, a pot, homeless people all over. I, I I was going to take a picture because I wanted you to see it, Andrew, but I'm like, I don't even want to dirty up my phone with such pictures. It was, it was horrible. And in between the different spots, you had like nice areas. Then a block over, you had a bad area. And it was shared by both black and white. They've reached the pit of doom and gloom because of the failed policies of this administration and the Democrats. They're telling us this is about equity and diversity. Now remember, King was all about the content of character. And by the way, I did visit the King Memorial, but it was just a stark difference from what you see from other cities. And this is a Democrat city where Joe Biden reigns supreme, or he's the puppet. We know that Obama is behind him. And I just found out the other day, well, when we were coming on, Andrew, that Obama is planning on going on the campaign trail with Biden. And it's not to elect Biden. It's more so to keep their policies in place. So folks realize, when you vote for, if you're going to vote for Biden, you're not really voting for him. It's to vote for those 
wretched policies that are destroying the country. You could say you're voting for Obama. But the state of affairs in D.C. is horrible. And we'll probably talk about that later on in the show. But I just wanted to give you a window view as to what I saw, what I witnessed. And it's not good. It should not be that way. Went to Union Square, like I said, where the, the hub for transportation, the exact same thing. When I was there about two years ago, it was the exact same thing, but it wasn't as bad. They were trying to clean it up. But of course, when Biden's regime came in, they would like, oh, forget it. Let's let it stay the way it is, because this is what these people like. What people like? Black people? Uh, white people that are uh, low on the totem pole? You're saying that they like this filth? I even saw camps next to federal buildings, the camps that you see in California. What What is this? This is not humanity. This is horrible. But this is what you get when you vote for Democrats. And again, you're not voting for Biden. You're voting, voting for those failed policies because Biden is a walking zombie, just like most of the people that I saw in D.C., walking zombies. Whoever had the idea to just say, oh, let everybody take smoke pot. Oh, it's innocent. Oh, it's okay. We, we can't get, stay ahead of the drugs. We can't fight drugs. Just let it give it to them. No, we can if we try. But there's a certain segment of the population that want us to give in to this. They're the ruling class. They want to keep ruling you so that you don't know what's happening. It's horrible. Now, on to the Supreme Court rulings. Affirmative action. Uh, student loan debt. And then there was a ruling on gay wedding. Redistricting of Alabama. The voting districts. Some of these were huge wins for Republicans. And I think there was another whereby you couldn't uh, – there was a ruling that came out early this month that I think they were using oh – gosh, I can't remember the clause, what it was exactly. But in essence, they were saying that they were trying to keep people from coming here because of like a disease in time of crisis. People can't come here. Supreme Court said you can't do it. So Democrats love that because now they'll have more illegals coming in. The more, the merrier. They don't care about it. Which has gone to the major, the major ones that were uh, released rulings and decisions that came out: affirmative action, student loan debt, and the gay wedding. The gay wedding I want to talk about first because I think that was really huge, and that a gay couple had petitioned or went to a, a establishment and wanted them to make a website for their marriage. This gay couple, and the woman who is a proprietor, she said, "I I can't do this for religious reason reasons." You know, I, 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 will, I mean, you're a nice person, but I just can't do this. So, of course, and this was all set up. This was by design. I don't know if it was in Colorado or Washington State, but it was all by design. Hear me when I say this. It was by design because of all the other places they could have gone to. Why did they choose that place? The same way, I think about a year or so ago, you had a situation where my gay couple went in and wanted a bakery baker to bake their cake. And the person happened to work at the place, and they know the person's position is that we don't do this. Oh, but I want you to I want you to bake my cake. You have all these bakeries out there. Why can't you choose another one? But see, it was by design because some radical went to them and said, hey, let's target that person, and we're going to make certain that they bake that cake. So this was the same situation here with the gay wedding, wanting them to make a website. And they were like, well, you know, I can't do that. It's just against my religion. And what I'm hearing is that some of the things that they wanted on the website was just completely out there. I mean, radical stuff, demonic stuff. And the person just politely backed down and said, well, I can help you find someone else. 
Oh, no. And if you don't, I'm going to sue. Don't think about this. All the lawsuits that we have going forward, someone is going to actually petition a lawyer to petition the courts to take this through the courts, and then it makes it all the way to the Supreme Court. So when they were doing this, they knew that this might end up in the Supreme Court because they knew that the lower courts were going to side for this gay couple. Our court system, our justice system, has become political. So they, you, you take it to the lower court, the lower court gives a ruling, and then if you don't like it, as was the case with this web designer, they say, well, no, we're going to take it to the appellate court. They took it there. Again, that court, no, we're going to rule for them. They said, well, no, we're going to take it to the next court. So it made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, again, you think about, you've got to have the filings fee. You've got to do all this. This is costly. You've got to get attorneys. But there was someone back in this gay couple because it was an agenda. It was by design. And all you who keep saying, denying it, oh, no, there's not by design. There is no agenda. There is. Because why do we keep having situations like this? Why do we keep having gay couples going into establishments, targeting the establishments, and they are targeting the establishments and saying, you're going to do this for me because if you don't, I'm going to sue. And you could probably lose. This establishment was targeted. So they worked it way to the Supreme Court. People were waiting for the ruling, and we didn't know if it was going to go one way or the other, because I think there was another situation whereby the courts ruled on behalf of a couple, the gay couple, and said, "No, you have to bake the cake." And I think the person just shut down, just went out of business, and said, "I can't, I can't continue this. All the money that I'm putting for this lawsuit, this is crazy." In this instance, the gay couple lost, and rightfully so. And some would say, "Oh no, the courts just gave uh, people the right to discriminate." to refuse, and you knew what they threw in. This is segregation, and they're going to do this to black people because they threw black people in because, again, they're emotional. Black people don't look beyond this and say, we have this is not our fight. This is it's about a lifestyle that we have nothing to do with. This is a lifestyle. This is not the 60s, whereby people say, well, we're not going to serve blacks here at the counter. We're not going to serve them here. That is not what happened in this situation. There were other places that this couple could have gone to. They could have reached out to other gay establishments and say, hey, we want to give you our business. Why don't you make the, the, the website? They didn't do that. You know why? Because it was by design, and they targeted this web designer. And we're going to force you to do what we want. The same way we're forcing our agendas in the school. We're forcing our agendas in corporate America. We're forcing our agendas in the medical field. And we're going to try to also force it into religion because that's the last bastion, bastion that we, if we could tear that down, we would have won with our identity politics. Thankfully, the courts sell through this and said, nope, not going to happen this time. Nope, not going to happen. We're going to side for the web designer. Now, of course, the liberal folks on the court looked at this and said, oh, this is a sad day. The, the dissenters, Sotomayor, Kagan, and that new chick on the block who doesn't know what a woman is, oh, no, this is a sad day. No, it is a glorious day because the ruling went the right way. Baby steps. Baby steps. Until we get what needs to happen to turn the tide and get this country back in the right way. That was the first step, and that was a great ruling. So it was a glorious day what the Supreme Court decided. So they said, no, not going to happen. Now, I'm sure this gay couple, they're going to go on, and they're going to keep up mischief somewhere else because they're not going to stop. Because all of this is by design. It's all by design. Don't be fooled. Now, we're coming up on a commercial break, and I'm going to break down the other cases of the Supreme Court on the other side of the break, Andrew. 
Yeah, certainly a lot to talk about. Like this woman who filed the lawsuit, uh, the graphic web designer who didn't want to make the page for the gay couple. Um, a lot of people have been doxing her, coming after her, posting her picture, uh, saying do not allow this woman into a restaurant without harassing her, things like that. So uh, certainly the uh, tolerant lefties are not finished with her. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew. As I mentioned before the break, the court rolled 6-3 to three for graphic designer Lori Smith, saying she can refuse to design websites for same-sex Wedding. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age uh, makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor uh, sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not 
not a pill. Uh, it's a gel you swallow Sorry with ultra-absorption of, of science-backed ingredients, point, supporting all four stages of sleep, decision. using calming herbs, and, uh, amino acids, said, and really sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited-time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. we're turning the tide. Uh, and that needs to happen. And I think that the courts made the right decision. But as you said, they are now attacking. They being the establishment, the Democrats, are now attacking the Supreme Court. That brings me to my next topic, the affirmative action. Before I go there, this poor woman, Lori Smith, it's her business. She's not a bad person, but she has values. And according to her Christian faith, she did not feel comfortable doing it. There are other establishments that could have designed this website. She doesn't have to do it. Now, when you think back some years ago, there was a situation where the, uh, I think it was the circuit clerk, clerk in Kentucky when they uh, came in and said, okay, they're going to allow gay marriage. And she said that she couldn't do it because it was against her Christian faith. I understood that. But I also understood that you are hired to do a job as a civil servant. If you don't want to give the certificates, then you step down and allow someone else to do it. These are two completely different things here. Okay, completely different things. She was doing a job of the state. She was required to, regardless of her beliefs, I have to issue this certificate. If I don't want to do it, I can step aside and let someone else do it. Okay, to me, that was a no-brainer. In this situation, the same thing, a no-brainer, and that this couple could have gone to someone else. Now they're out for blood. Now they want to attack her. Oh, she's mean. She's a bigot. She should have done this. No, she shouldn't have. Those are her principles. The same way if we were to go to this gay couple and tell them, okay, we want to teach, we want to hand out flyers to you about Christianity. Oh, I don't want that. That's Oh, take it away. That's not right. I don't want to hear it. Well, what do you mean? Well, I don't want that. Don't leave that flyer here. See, it's the exact same thing, but people don't look through it through that prism. They don't look at it in a linear term. It's all about me, and I'm going to destroy you because that is what this Democrat Party has come to. Now, folks, they're – the Democrat Party from the 70s or the 60s, I'm sure that they had good intentions and there were some really good people there. But what has happened is that that radical arm has managed to wrestle the power from those that had common sense. And then they are pushing us in a downward spiral to doomsday. So that leads me to, as I said, to affirmative action. No, I don't want to do affirmative action because that's a big one. Let me talk about the redistricting in, uh, in Alabama. Okay, so that was kind of small, I think, but it was a it was a win for the Democrats because what's going to happen now is that they're going to redistrict the state of Alabama because they say the way that it was done, it took away the voting power from blacks and gave more to the whites, depending on the neighborhoods. And it's almost like they were saying like gerrymandering. That happens all the time. I think it just happened recently before the 2022 election in New York City, and it allowed Republicans to make some gains when they did the redistricting and whatnot. So to me, I mean, that was significant, but I know that later on it'll be revisited and they'll do it again depending on where people live. But we still got to keep an eye on Alabama, and people still need to come out and vote. Now, the student loan debt. 
to the loan debt and affirmative action. So those were the big ones here, in my opinion. Would you agree, Andrew, that the student loan and the affirmative action, because people have been waiting with bated breath, like what's going to happen with the student loan and with the affirmative action, what's going to happen there with that? I mean, is this going to be the end of our democracy? Oh, my God. And you, a lot of people are saying that. Absolutely. Uh, particularly the student loan debt, like you said, a lot of people get fired up over that issue, myself in particular, uh, just because just the, what it would teach these young people who've taken out these loans and decided not to pay them back. And then the government just come in and write a check and wipe off $20,000 of your student loan. It's just so unfair to the people who've paid off their student loan debt. Uh, it's so unfair to the people who decided not to go to college because they couldn't afford it. Uh, it's just a horrible, horrible uh, thing that the Biden administration wanted to do. And I'm really glad the Supreme Court shot it down. And uh, these justices, uh, Trump's justices came through big, but these latest liberal justices are a complete disaster. I don't know if you saw Neil Gorsuch's letter uh, eviscerating Sotomayor. Uh, basically just calling her an activist on the court. I mean, this woman does not care about the law whatsoever. She just cares about pushing forward uh, the leftist activism. And that's really sad that someone like that has ended up in our court. I have a feeling Kataji Brown Jackson's going to be the same way, even though uh, she's kind of keeping her mouth shut. Uh, for the time being, since she's new, uh, Sotomayor saying all the stupid statements. What are your thoughts on uh, Sotomayor and Gorsuch basically ripping her? You know, that's interesting because I didn't know that he had ripped her. I know that uh, John Roberts had ripped or had called out some of the justices as well as the Democrat Party and the way they have demonized the court. And we saw that earlier on when Trump was successful in putting three judges on the court. And this is what I got to say to people. People are against it. And it's like, but if he hadn't done that, then they would have had three liberals. Then you guys would have saying this is a way to go. No, no. You know, whoever's in office gets a chance to do it. And if you don't like it, just say, hey, this is the way it is for now. Let's move on. But to demonize these people. And Roberts went as far as to call out Nancy Pelosi and use a quote, her own quote yeah. against her when it came to the affirmative action with, you know, the courts don't have the rights to just make this decision. It is up to the legislative branches, which is the same thing I've been saying about the vote of 2020, that the courts couldn't make those decisions. It has to be the legislative branches. But see, what's happening is that people, they're telling you, the people being the media, they're telling you, oh, no, 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 it's the judges. No, it's not the judges. It's the legislative bodies. And that was something else. A court had a ruling. They had come out and made another – I think this is a stupid ruling in my opinion, but we have to agree with it – that the courts had a say in – I think it was re the redistricting. It goes, this goes back to the Alabama deal as to how it was redistricted to make certain that things were done fairly and whatnot. But going back to what you were saying with Gorsuch, I didn't know that he had came out and chastised Sotomayor, and rightfully so, because yeah, he, I think that she is an activist, Andrew. He came out and said, it's difficult to read the dissent and include we are looking at the same case. Gorsuch said Sotomayor's dissent in the case reimagines the facts from top to bottom and fails to answer the fundamental question of can a state force someone who provides her own expressive services to abandon her conscience and speak its preferred message 
instead. In some places, this dissent gets so turned around about the facts that it opens fire on its own position, Gorsuch wrote. For instance, while stressing that a Colorado company cannot refuse the full and equal enjoyment of its services based on a customer's protected status, this dissent assures us that a company selling creative services to the public does have a right to decide what messages to to include or not to, to include. But if that is true, what are we even debating? Uh, Gorsuch wrote that rather than address the key aspects of the case, the dissent spends much of its time adrift on a sea of hypotheticals about photographers, stationaries, and others asking if they provide expressive services covered by the First Amendment. So he clearly went after her. Uh, she's a complete disaster. I mean, she came out like she sounded like just like an activist after this saying that, oh, this court has made great strides for the LGBTQ community. And we're taking several steps backwards now is what Sotomayor said. Uh, this does not sound like someone who's a Supreme Court justice of the United States. She sounds like one of the activists, uh, congresswomen or uh, senators that the Democrat Party has. That's because she is an activist, and I'm glad he called her out. She's an activist. She's more so of an activist than Ketanji Brown Jackson and Kagan. But do not doubt that Sotomayor is an activist, because you have to remember that during COVID, she came out and quoted misinformation from the bench as to what COVID was doing and the numbers that she was saying how people were being killed, were dying which was completely false, and the media did not call her out on it. They mentioned it, but then they moved over. Of course, here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, we called out activist Sonia Sotomayor because she is an activist, and I am glad he excoriated her, and I'm glad you read what he said because we know this will not make it in the mainstream media. So we have to start calling these people out, and it's unfortunate that the Democrats have managed to take the level of trust of the Supreme Court. And this is by design, people. When I say this, please believe us when we say it's by design. This is one of the methods of Saul Alinsky, one of the methods of Mao. This is how they destroy a society. This is a one of the a, from the book of Marxist, Karl Marx. This is all by design. This is how they just completely destroy a nation or a country by raising doubt of institutions that are there to support people. Look at how they've just like caused all this doubt in our justice system, saying that it's not for these people, it's for the other people, it's for the ruling class. Now look at how they've gone out to the Supreme Court, a ruling body, and then wanted to pack the court. You have people come out, oh, we need to pack the court. Well, if you pack the court with justices of your liking, then we won't get to hear the other people's decision. The court was designed so that you could have that, that little uneven number so that when judges went in, you could say, okay, we're going to decide here, we're going to decide there. Now, the Constitution does not say that it has to be nine judges. Okay. But Joe Biden did say to pack the court is a numbskull, stupid decision, but now he's pushing it. You see, that was a Joe Biden who was a senator during the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. That was a Joe Biden who took classified information and held it from the time he was a senator, vice president, and now the president. That Joe Biden, who kept that classified information 
and his garage so that Hunter Biden, his son, could have access to it. The same Joe Biden who's under investigation for having classified information by Robert Hurd, the special counsel. But we haven't heard any leaks. We've heard nothing about it. It's that Joe Biden, just in case you didn't know. Oh, and he's the same Joe Biden who tried to keep Clarence Thomas off the Supreme Court. That Joe Biden. Rules for thee, not for me. So I am glad that Court Gorsuch came out and excoriated Sotomayor because she needs to take it down a level. We've had made great gains. What are you talking about? And she was put on the court, by the way, by Barack Obama. Now, mind you, Barack Obama didn't put any black people on the court. So you got to keep that at the forefront. Barack Obama, who came out, he and Michelle, and attacked the decision of affirmative action. That, that Barack Obama and Michelle. Right. And by the way, when they came out and attacked the courts, Andrew, did you know that they were in the Mediterranean on some huge yacht sailing away, tweeting at some fancy hoity-toity restaurant telling black people, oh, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. But wait a minute. You guys are black. You made it. Why can't we make it? Yeah. And climate change. And, and climate change. See, they're trying to keep this indoctrination that, oh, they're coming after you so that black people will continue to vote for them. People, I will say again. Don't vote for the person, vote for the policies. And the policies right now, the Democrats are radical and they're progressive and they're designed to go against black people. They just want your votes. They're more yeah. concerned about the LGBTQ, ABCD, transgender agenda than black people. Because how is it that they're going to hopscotch over black people and get all these rights and black people don't have the rights? I don't care who's in office. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. How are you going to hopscotch over black people? Right. And here's the thing that the left is doing, and it's been obvious if you've been listening the last 15 minutes, this is how uh, Rob and I feel, but uh, it's worth just saying out loud exactly what's happening is that the Democrats, like Obama and Biden, they're putting these justices on the court to not try and um, follow the Constitution like you're supposed to, and like Republicans do, try and find justices who have a staunch record of following the Constitution following the law. Instead, Democrats, uh, Sotomayor said it herself, the court has a great history recently of advancing LGBTQ rights. So that's what she looks at herself as being on the court for. She's there to push for the LGBTQ agenda instead of just following the Constitution, instead of just following the law like you're supposed to as a Supreme Court justice. And, uh, Kentaji Brown-Jackson, I'm sure it's the same situation. That's why Biden selected her, because she's black, and that she's going to keep uh, pushing the Democrats' agenda uh, to hell with if she follows the law or not. Um, just vote for the things that we want, and uh, you're a great Supreme Court justice as far as they are concerned. Pushing an agenda, and that's it. Now, I don't know if Sotomayor is a member of the LGBTQ community. I think that Alana Kagan is. But it doesn't matter. You're there to serve the people. You're there to make certain that the laws are followed and to interpret the laws. And simply because your colleagues is interpreting the law the way they're, they should be doesn't mean you should go out and attack them the way they're attacking them. Right now, Andrew, to this day, there are still protesters at the homes of a lot of these justices. So I am completely surprised that they ruled the way they did on the student loan debt and affirmative action. Now, we have like about four minutes before we go to break, but I want to talk a little bit about the student loan break, admit the student loan break, the student loan debt, and then we'll pick it up on the other side. But the student loan debt, 
as you mentioned when you opened up, after speaking about Lori Smith, the, the whole gay web designer, graphic designer. Now, student loan debt, it was a no-brainer. This was a complete no-brainer. It should have never gone to the Supreme Court. Congress agreed with it. Nancy Pelosi even said that Biden does not have the authority to just wipe off a debt. She said it. Thankfully, John Roberts, whom we don't like, but I guess he got it right this time, even wrote that he did a, uh, I think it was an opinion that even Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. So if that's true, if he can't do it, why are you bringing this frivolous case before the court? If you want to end student debt, that's the act of Congress. You guys control the purse. Just say we're going to enact the law and we're going to erase the debt. That's all you had to do. When this was first introduced, they were looking at Biden. Biden knew that he couldn't do it. Why would he even entertain it? But what happened, and I have, we want to be fair here to Biden, is what happened is that the progressive wing of the party, the AOCs of the party, Congressman Bowman, they all pushed him, oh, get rid of the debt, and we're going to get all the young people votes, oh, get rid of the debt. And because young people have not been educated the way they should have been in schools, they're thinking, oh, my debt, I can get rid of my debt. This has been an ongoing battle for ages. People going out, getting debt, having to pay for college. I had a debt. I had a, a scholarship. But what the scholarship did not ha uh, take care of, I had to go out and get a loan. I knew that I was responsible for that loan. I paid it off, and I said never again. There yeah. are so many other people, Andrew, that are getting loans, and they're thinking, oh, someone's going to pay for it. Go ahead. Yeah, just a sidebar. I don't know if this is kind of uh, sick. Hopefully it doesn't uh, show on my uh, personality overall. But for some reason, when a decision's made like this, uh, I love to get on Twitter and just search out and find all the liberal activists who are just having complete meltdowns about how they've got to pay off their student loan debt. And they're never going to be able to buy a house because they're so in debt. Um, I don't know why I enjoy it so much, but I do. And it's probably just because the entitlement of these people uh, thinking that the government's going to come here and be their daddy and save them and pay off all their bills. Uh, that's just not how it works. Uh, it's a tough lesson, and it should be a lesson as well to not always buy what the Democrats are selling. Uh, it was student loan debt this time in 2024. They'll come up with some other scam that they're going to promise people that they're going to give away for free that they will also not deliver on. The bottom line, you make a debt, you pay the debt. No one else is going to pay your debt for you. Why these – I was going to say why these kids believe this. I know why. Because Democrats sold them a bill of goods that they couldn't deliver on. But they got them to go to the polls and, oh, we're going to vote for you. We're going to vote for you because you're going to pay our debt off. It was never going to happen. Biden knew it. Kareem Jean-Pierre knew it. Nancy Pelosi knew it. AOC knew it. They all knew it. And here's the, here's the kicker. Had the court decided, okay, we can you can go ahead and pay the debt off. Look at whose debt would have been paid off. A lot of those individuals who are going to Harvard, whose parents could rightfully pay off the debt. But it wasn't going to trickle down to those people who can't pay it. But they're thinking, oh, it's going to help me. No, it's not. Because the majority of the debt is held by those rich individuals. Because remember, black people are finding it difficult to get to schools. So they have to pull all these little, we got to give you a little affirmative action here to make sure we can even out the numbers. See, folks, think about it. They're not being truthful to you. They are lying to you. It, it would have helped out AOC because she has a big debt and doesn't want to pay it off. And of course, now they're going to attack the courts. Oh, this is just a bad day. I can't believe this. If I have to pay my mortgage, if Andrew has to pay his mortgage, he has to pay his card note, I have to pay my card note, I have to pay up my credit card bills, why can't you pay up your bills? 
If you're going to get a write-off for that, then give me a write-off for my credit card bills and my mortgages and my whatever bills that I have. It's only fair because it's coming from the taxpayers. Right. But see, they're not thinking about that. They're just looking at give, 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 give to me. This is right. And then once we pay it off, now I can I can breathe a sigh of relief. There are a lot of people out there right now that have student loan debt that goes to for when they were in medical school and law school or business school. No one told you to do it. You decided to do it. And then some of the others who got these crazy degrees of, oh, I got a degree in the philosophical way of basket weaving. Okay, then you're going to pay that off because no one told you to do it because there's no jobs in that. But you know something else? A lot of these universities, they have endowments, especially Harvard, that they could send kids to school for the next century and not have to worry about it. But they won't do it. They want to hold on to that money and then take more money. Get the schools to bring down the price of tuition. Right. And aside from that, Andrew, get people to go into trade schools because the next next decade or so, we're not going to need all these, these colleges and people going to university because I want to be smart. We're going to discuss that when we talk about the affirmative action. Oh, my. We went over the allotted time. We shot through our commercial <laughs> break. So, But let's go to commercial break, and we'll pick this up on the other side of the break, Andrew. Yes, we will. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. You can also go to AmericaOutloud.com or basically any audio streaming app. Just type in uh, America Out Loud and you'll be able to find our full archive of shows, uh, podcasts up on all the audio apps. So be sure to subscribe to America Out Loud uh, on those, please. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. out loud beats to the pulse of our nation we know when you're angry you're troubled confused glad and thankful well we know you because we are you americaoutloud.com join us as we explore the most important issues of our time america out loud talk radio the liberty and justice for all We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
Gosh, Andrew, I got to say, I got, we got so carried away with that second half of the show because we were, we're now getting into the meat of the court's rulings that has really sent a lot of Democrats like crazy into crazy land. And uh, so we're going to try to finish up with this, and we might have to talk and bring this back, this discussion back tomorrow night and talk about it. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be on, let me see, the fourth. I don't know if we're going to do a live show or a, a, a Ron or Andrew, but in either event, we will talk about the student loan. I'm just looking here and looking at what we have planned uh, Tuesday. I don't know. We'll decide if we're going to do a runner or not, but we will finish talking about the student loan if we don't get everything in now. So let's just going back to that about by knowing that he could not just by the rip of a pen, sign your signature for pen, erase all the student loans. Now, People believe that because you look at the administration prior to Trump, where Barack Obama just did everything by executive order. I'm going to sign off on this. I'm going to sign off on this. I'm going to sign off on this, making people think I'm doing the best thing for you. But in actuality, he wasn't. Okay. Again, bottom line, if you make a debt, you pay off a debt. All those people who are going to law school, they should have known that. I'm sure a lot of them studied contracts. When you sign the dotted line, you're obligated. A lot of those kids who went to business school, they know the same thing. These are Harvard graduates. What didn't they, what did they miss? Ivy League schools, what did you miss? Now, this came about, Andrew, if you remember, during COVID. Now, there was a push for it before COVID. Once Biden had stole the election, and the election was given to him. And we now know that the election was stolen. We now know that because, as I said, you had judges, courts interfering in the election. And one reason we know that it was stolen because of the information that they kept out of public domain to make a credible decision. They kept out the fact of Hunter Biden's laptop and all the dealings he was doing with China and Ukraine, making millions of dollars, and that Biden was involved. And while we know that Tony Bobolinsky who was supposed to go before the FBI and testify as to what he knew. They didn't go back to him. We know that Gary Shapley, an IRS uh, supervising agent, is coming out saying, no, this was all done on the wrong side. So that in itself lets us know that the election was interfered with and it was stolen. Okay, let's move on going back to the student loan. Biden knew that he couldn't do it. He knew that he couldn't do it. But they had everybody ginned up all the support that, oh, we can do it. So during COVID, as I was saying, there was a push before then, oh, write it off, write it off. And then when COVID hit, Biden comes out, oh, okay, you know, you don't have to pay your student loan debt. We're going to wait. We're going to just put it on pause because we got too much going on here. And while we put it on pause, we're going to dole out all this money. We're going to give to you and give to you. And if we're giving to you, you probably don't have to go to work. You don't have to go to work at McDonald's. You don't have to go to work at the restaurants and all these other jobs. If you don't like it, don't worry about it. We're going to write you a check. And what happened? The restaurants, the few restaurants that were able to open and not shut down during COVID, they were short staff. No one was there to wait the tables. No one was there to serve the food. And then when it did open, because a lot of these young people had gotten all this money from the Biden administration, it's like, oh, I'm not going back to that job. I'm going to write off and say, I need more money. But what about the student loan debt? Oh, well, they just run it up. They told me I don't have to pay that. Oh, so I'm, I'm just glad I don't have to pay that. And we're going to hope and we're going to pressure the Supreme Court and all these other judges to write it off. Because our congressman, AOC, and all the rest of them telling us, Democrats, you don't have to pay that debt. You made that debt. Don't pay it off. So I'm not going to pay it off. So all this time, they're thinking, oh, we're not going to pay it off. And, and we're going to go and we're going to scare the Supreme Court. We're going to go and we're going to rally outside their homes the same way we rallied with the abortion ruling. We're going to rally. We're going to scare them into submission. Remember the abortion ruling? Remember that? 
at how they try to intimidate the court and to go in the opposite direction. And we, and a lot of people thought that John Roberts should have joined in with the other conservative judges to just make solidify and say, no, we're going to support this. Folks, people can still have abortions. The only thing the courts did is just sent it back to the states so the states could decide. And of course, you got some crazy states like Michigan that are coming up with all these weird days. Oh, you can kill the baby. As soon as that baby pops out, kill that baby. So don't be deceived. And the same thing with affirmative action, folks. Okay. The courts ruled that you cannot use that for admission to colleges. Now, if you're using that somewhere else out there, oh, that's still in that's still in play. But for universities, it can't be used. But here is the catch: is that because of this ruling, it will have a trickle down effect, so that people will say in their hiring practices, "I don't have to go through and see how many gays I have, how many women I have, how many blacks or browns or Jews or Irish or Italians. I don't have to do that anymore." Because that one ruling will probably have an umbrella effect. But see, the media isn't reporting it that way. They're telling you they're trying to keep black people out of jail, out of out of uh, out of jail. Oh well, yeah, they're, I guess they're trying to do that. They're trying to keep black people out of colleges. Oh, how could they? What do you mean, black people are smart just like white people? Although Joe doesn't think that. Remember, he made that statement. But that's not what it's about at all. It's like we want an equal fair playing field. Black people are smart just like white people, just like Asians. All you have to do is just make certain that they're being taught at the basic elementary level at schools, these public schools, and take out all this nonsense about DEI and gay and pride. Take, we don't need that in schools. Teach them the basics. That's all we have to do. But they don't want to do that. Democrats don't want to do that. They want to bring in all the social programs, and we want to make certain that if you don't know if you're a boy, if you don't know if you're a girl, you can just decide. You can make it up on the fly. You can question the doctors, and you can tell the doctors, oh, you probably saw a penis, but it was actually a vagina, and it doesn't make a difference. We don't need that. We need simple arithmetic, writing, and English. That's it. So that's all this ruling did is just to clarify, no, we're going to throw that out. You, know, you had mentioned in your openings, Andrew, your opening during the first block, you said that you know that Democrats are going to find a way around it. Absolutely, they're going to fail, find a way around it. And the first thing they're going to do is, oh, you need to write a paper and let us know how racism impacted your life when you were growing up. What? What if I never encountered it? Then what? Well, you can say that uh, because of your background, your family was poor and they couldn't succeed because it was a racist of society. Okay, let's see here. Who owned the job? Uh, Republican, I mean, Democrat. Oh, okay. So why did they hire your mom and dad and give them a raise? Look at Walmart, funding to Democrats. Why didn't Walmart just say, okay, we're going to give your parents a raise so they can fit into the middle class? Look at Amazon. Look at Apple, sending all the jobs overseas so that we could flourish their middle class and not our middle class. So you're going to write about that, that Google, Apple, and Microsoft, and Amazon, they were outsourcing all the jobs. So my parents had a job, but they outsourced it. So then my parents were left with nothing. So that put us into the poorhouse. Yeah, but who owned those jobs? Oh, the Democrats. Oh, really? So who's being the racist? This is the messaging that Republicans must get on and say, folks, look at this. This makes no sense.
you're attacking Republicans and saying that this is their fault, but in actuality, we don't control this stuff. You guys control it. So you guys are becoming the systematic or systemic racism with your policies. But they won't do it. They'll just sit there and kick the ball down the road and say, okay, we got the win. Yeah, you got to win, but you need to explain what the win means. You need to explain this is how this is going to impact us. And you need to explain to those voters that you want. No, we're going to fight for you. And we're going to make certain that you have an opportunity to get into these schools because we're going to make certain that the public education system is teaching you what it needs to teach you. Plain and simple. And if it does that, you won't have to worry about these student loan debts and going to school and getting all these loans that you really don't need for an education or a a major that's really not going to get you a job. Because we're going to introduce trade programs that maybe you should look at that as opposed to going to universities that are nothing but breeding grounds of indoctrination. They're just turning out little activists. You can't get make money being an activist, albeit Barack Obama managed to do it somehow, Andrew. And look at where it got him. But that being said, as a whole, you just have a lot, a whole lot of people challenging the system with no one working, and they're all smoking pot. And they're all getting high. And now they want to introduce this whole thing with psychedelic drugs. Like, come on, folks. Do you see what they're doing? They're keeping you high and dumb. We gotta wake up. These rulings will help us if we allow them to. It will make young people responsible. You made a debt, you pay the debt. That's it. That's all it's telling you. That you made it, you pay for it. And if you don't want to make it, then don't go out and get that loan. Do something else. Start a business. But see, that's something else, Andrew, that people don't think about. They're more quick to give students loans to go to college as opposed to give them a loan to start a business. There are no guarantees that when they use this loan for college that they'll be able to go out and get a job. There are no guarantees that these kids are going to actually complete the education. I went to university. A lot of kids would get those loans. They would pay for some of their tuition. Then when it got too difficult, like, oh, I don't want to do this here. I'm just going to use that loan, get me some clothes, get me a car. Then they dropped out. And now they're on the hook for paying that loan for an education that they didn't get. But they want the government to write it off. So turn that around and tell these kids, wait, if you have an idea, a business venture that you want to go into, we will give you the loan for that. If you could come up with a good business plan and show us how you're going to make money to repay the loan. It's the same thing. Why go to a university and make a major at a particular field when you don't know when you get out, you, there will be a job in that field. But you're stuck with that debt. Go in and say, I have a business plan. And this is what my business plan is. And this is what I will do. What do you think Bill Gates did? A lot of these guys did. They dropped out. Look at these businesses. But they want to keep telling young people, you can't do it. But see, that's Barack and Michelle Obama. Oh, you can't do it. Black people, you can't do it. Oh, no. You can't do it. Never mind the fact that they did it. Oh, but you can't do it. We have to help you. The Democrats have to help you. No, you don't. You make a way, and then I will walk through that door. Open the door and leave it open. And I will walk through, and I will be the steward of my future, of my career, as opposed to you doing it. And you're telling me I'm going to give you a helping hand. That helping hand doesn't help me. It's going to keep me in debt. It's going to cause me harm. So why do I need your helping hand? 
See, these are the things that people are thinking about because they're thinking that this is going to hurt me. Then you have the courts coming out attacking you. You had everyone on the news attacking these decisions. Oh, it's bad. It's bad for black people. Bad for black, just constantly bad for black people. Oh, it's bad for some white people as well. But they want black people to think that because they want their vote. You better vote for us, as Biden said. You better vote for me because this is a crazy decision. And then they'll say, don't attack the courts. What do you mean? Well, look at Trump. He's just saying these judges that are hearing my case, they shouldn't be there because they're knuckleheads. Oh, Trump, how could he? He's talking about the judges. Yeah, but you guys are doing it too, and you're attacking the Supreme Court. Think about this, folks. They don't want him to, but they're doing it. People don't think they don't they don't see through that. They don't see that. Wait, you're doing the exact same thing that you're saying that he's doing, but when he does it, you say that it's wrong. When you do it, you say that it's right. Which is the entire uh, synopsis of his case. He did nothing wrong. Joe did, but it's like when he does it, when Trump does it, it's wrong. When Joe does it, oh, it's okay. He's helping his son. He loves his son. Well, Trump doesn't have to worry about that because neither one of his sons got into trouble. They weren't paying prostitutes and saying that they were staff employees and they were writing it up and they weren't writing it up on their taxes. Hunter Biden was. Hunter Biden is a 53-year-old grown-ass man whom his daddy is still trying to help. And, oh, we, he loves him. Well, I'm sure he does love him. But he's 53. It's time for him to get out there and stand up and own up to his mistakes. But see how they got you guys looking at this so completely wrong? And it's the fault of the media. They are a threat to society. They are dangerous. They have to be stopped. Because what we got right now is not good. It's not sustainable. Because if it were... They will be coming out saying, this is going to help us. This will cause schools to be more accountable for what they're teaching our kids. This will call these companies to be more accountable in their hiring practices, to make certain that they're hiring people across the board and not being selected. That's all it is, folks. That's all it is. But you got the media and the Democrats telling you, wanting you to stay on the pity list because, Andrew, they are playing on the emotions of the voters so that when it's time to vote, the voters won't look through this through lenses that aren't rose-colored. They'll look at it through these rose-colored lens and then vote the wrong way because these people will come back into power and do absolutely nothing for you but for themselves and for the illegals that are coming here destroying the country. Plain and simple, Andrew. Yeah, well said, Rob. We're all out of time tonight. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew which is available on America Out Loud on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or you can go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.